welcome to Recast, presented by the Baptist Union of Scotland. Each episode will look at a key issue of mission or discipleship for church leaders in Scotland. We will be bringing you key voices, practical insights and unique stories, all focused on the church in Scotland. Well, welcome to the Recast and to our summer series of podcasts. This is another delightful one where I'm not on my own with our guest. I have Lisa with me today. Yay. Hello. Hi, Glenn. Nice to be with you. And lovely to be with you, Lisa. Uh, have you had uh, a good time so far this summer or are you just looking forward to it happening? Well, you know, I was having a good time and then the rain has started, hasn't uh. it? Yeah. So I have to say that my mood is somewhat reflective of the weather. So yeah. sorry, everybody. Oh, well, maybe you can cheer us up by introducing our guest for us. Could you do that? I think that I might be able to. I mean, it's somebody who's quite familiar to us, yeah. uh, probably us being everybody who's listening. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that's Martin Hudson, who is our boss. So we're going to be on our best behaviour, Glenn, aren't we? Absolutely. So, uh, Martin, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us something that we wouldn't expect. Tell us something we don't already know. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, well, hi, Lisa. Hi, Glenn. Uh, thanks for inviting me on the on the pod again. Something you don't know about me. Well, you probably do know that I'm the General Director of the Baptist Union of Scotland. <laughs> um, so um, I've got a Lithuanian person living with us at home at the moment um, oh. who uh, yeah. is unfortunately homeless um, with no recourse to public funds. And so uh, we're learning lots about um, getting European Union settled status uh, with her. and. Wow. So some interesting things about Lithuania. So yeah, it's a nice oh. little episode in our lives. Great. Oh. Right. So tell I mean, us something interesting about Lithuania then. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I I can't, I can't, I just kind of love the fact that apart from our guest who's travelled to live in Italy and then in Scotland, all her family live in this same one mile radius of the wow. where she grew up and where her mother still has a cow for her daily milk. And wow. it's oh. just kind of, you know, it's just that kind of bit of Europe where things are a little bit different to uh, uh, to Scotland. Yeah. Wow. That sounds amazing and interesting. Thank you. That was great. Um, so um, it was Canopy a few weeks back now and um, you got to have a very short amount of time, Martin, this time around. And uh, somebody actually said to me, they wished that you'd done the whole talk because they felt so inspired by your few moments. So I did say that they were going to have an opportunity to hear a little bit more about it on the podcast. So um, we launched Increase at Canopy uh, just over a year ago now. Um, how are you feeling about it now? What, what are you feeling about that right now? Well, well, in increase, you know, this this idea that God has given us that seems both biblical and prophetic, that, that, that God's calling us to increase, uh, despite all the stories around us being about churches being on the decrease, 
I just feel like it's taken root. It's been owned in our network of churches. I Everywhere I go, I, I'm talking about it. But often enough now, other people are talking to me about it first. And they say, well, how's the increase thing going? Or we've been thinking about increase and what that means in our church. Or, um, you know, we're, we've been praying about increase. And so I, I feel like God really is in this. And there's a way in which, you know, it kind of started, I guess, in, in, in the national team and then the Council of the Baptist Union owned it. And I just feel like it's landing in fertile mm. soil, you know, across our churches. And there's a real sense of discerning this is what God's calling us to at this yeah. time. Yeah, definitely. I think that would be something that I've picked up as well. And I'm glad I'm sure that you have Glenn's nodding, by the way, because yes, you can't hear I him have. nodding. Um, <laughs> um, so that is really exciting, isn't it? Because, um, yeah, when when we we invest in something together it's much more likely to happen and uh, and just that sense that this is about what god is saying to us and not just some great strategy and plan that we yeah. have isn't it um, and i think i think it's like a story that god's given us you know we we we're always writing a story of one kind or another and sometimes we think you know maybe our network of churches is about the doctrines that we espouse or about a particular historical way of doing church but really it's about the story that we're making you know mm-hmm. the story we're telling is 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 the story we live and the story we become and mm-hmm. i think it's the the enemy's work to make us tell a story of decline and mm-hmm. you know you get into the way of Jesus and you realize it's the way of increase. Jesus, you know, adds to his kingdom. He adds people, the the disciples, the 12, the, the wider disciples, the crowds kind of gather around him. And it's a it, it's a story of increase. And then it looks like it's all going wrong. And you get to John 12, 24, where Jesus says, but unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground mm-hmm. and dies, it just remains a single uh, you know, a, a single seed. But if it falls to the ground and dies, then it becomes many seeds. And it's like, even though I'm going to the cross and it looks like the shepherd's being removed and the sheep will be scattered, actually, it's even that's going to be increased. And then you read in Acts and sure, the church starts to increase. So I just kind of feel that's God's story. And it's the story that he's drawing into us, drawing us into and, and calling us to tell. Yeah, absolutely. It just is revolutionary isn't it and exciting and inspiring and um have you come across like just a story that you could share with us uh in your travels and what you've heard um that would just encourage us something kind of local to us yeah well i i I, I'll, i'll tell you a trend and then and then maybe a story what's been really interesting as we've been looking at the membership and attendance figures for churches coming in for the last 12 months. And we've still not quite got a final figure, so we haven't got all the responses from all the churches. So this is your hint. If you haven't submitted your annual return, then please do. This podcast is for you. That's right, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because we, yeah, we have an Oscar return to do as well, and we need to say how many members there are. But anyway, um, um, there's certainly over 70 churches that record an increase in membership and or attendance uh, over the last 12 months. And 
you know, we can say all the usual caveats. It's not all about numbers. It's not all about people on seats. It's how many people we're discipling, not just how many people we're gathering. And I get all that. But nevertheless, it's indicative that mm-hmm. this isn't the season of post-pandemic crisis and decline that yeah. has been predicted. And, I, you know, I kind of love that. And there's a church, uh, w- w- one of the churches not far from uh, where, where I live, a Creef Baptist okay. Church. Uh, just uh, three three years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, I remember being with them one Sunday morning. And it's been a really difficult time for them as a church for lots of reasons. And uh, I was there and there were less than 20 people there on the Sunday morning and the church was struggling and in a difficult place. And about three weeks ago, uh, I went along to join them uh, for a Sunday morning at the end of a mission week they had. And uh, the 80 people were gathered wow. together that day. That is amazing, isn't it? And yeah, and to be yeah. fair, they said, well, it's now about 40 people on a normal Sunday when they've not had a mission the week before that. But you just see, you know, God building and giving increase. And I, I, I love that. And I just believe this is, you know, what the Spirit of God is doing mm-hmm. in our network and in the churches more widely at this yeah. time. Thank you. Right. So I, at, uh, Canopy, uh, you were kind of laying out for us a little bit of your sense of uh, what increase had been, but also what we're doing. So uh, what are the key things you would want to tell us about about increase uh, at this point? Yeah. The first thing is that prayer is at the heart of it. If there's one thing that makes the difference between increase being a pipe dream and a reality, if there's one thing that makes the difference between increase being hopeful optimism and reality, it's prayer. Because we simply cannot do this or see this happen without a work of God. The Baptist churches in Scotland are a drop in the ocean where maybe... 17, 18,000 people in a country of 5.5 million. It's a, we're a drop in the ocean with the tide <laughs> flowing against us. We are not of ourselves poised to, to see increase. But God, who is a God of miracles and a God of the unexpected and a God who does new things, yeah. can work greatly among us. And we know that the connecting point between where we are now and where God is taking us is always prayer. And so I think the thing that is really powerfully weighed on me is that we need to be a network of prayer. Mm. Whatever else we are as a network of churches or a family of churches, like a family, you know, that encourages one another, that supports one another, that holds one another accountable, that seeks God together. Those are all great things. But right at the front, we need to be a network of prayer. Mm. Someone was saying to me the other day, you know, what 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 are the benefits of being in the Baptist Union? And um, the the first thing I said was, well, you know, other people are praying for you, and there are people who you pray with. And I think that's just so important for, you know, there's 150, whatever, 157 Baptist churches. And it's really important that we understand our mission is to pray for one another and pray with one another. That That's the potentially formative dimension of our life, that we're a network of prayer. And it 
It's been great. I mean, Lisa, you've been right behind the regional prayer gatherings all over the country, making those happen. I don't know how you found that, but it just seems to me that's that's just a really terrific thing that hundreds of people have been coming together to pray from across our churches. Yeah, I mean, it's totally inspiring, actually. And, um, you know, sometimes it's like really, really big numbers and you think, wow, this is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And other times it's not so many, but but still from from lots of different churches and um, just on the evenings themselves, a real kind of commitment to pray and, and a, such a positive feeling of what it means to get together and to see God and to pray. To pray. And I think just a renewed sense of this is the way. You know that we we can't do it without without prayer and seeking God together and that unity that comes out of that as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I'm conscious. You know, that we'll ask at the end about what people can do to get involved, but there are a, 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 a more regional prayer meetings coming up um, in the next couple of months. Lisa, are you? Yeah, September's super busy. So if you want to pray, there's probably a chance in September, even if you want to get on a plane to fly to Kirkwall and come and pray with us in Orkney. <laughs> um, so yeah, particularly uh, September and then a bit into November as well. And then we're going to be like on round two. So yeah, if you didn't get to come last time, you get to come again this time. So, so where can people join you in September? Dumfries, uh, Greenock, um, Glenrothes, Galashiels, uh, or Kirkwall, I think. Right? And then Aberdeen and again Aberdeen. after that. Brilliant. And you can find more about that on our website, uh, the specific dates and all the times of that. And uh, I mean, I know we hosted one in Edinburgh and it was brilliant. So definitely highly recommend that folks get along to that. Because that that, that goes to what you were talking about, Martin. That That is us... I guess tentatively beginning to become ever more a, a network that is shaped by prayer, and and that our gathering point isn't just that we gather because we're Baptist, but we gather because we want to pray and we want to encounter God. And it it creates a value that I think we might have lost, which is dependence. Mm-hmm. Depending on God is is the start and finish, really, of kingdom progress. And I think it's a little bit unfortunate that Baptist churches have often emphasised being independent churches. Oh, it's an important thing, is we're all independent churches. I, I think that just has given us quite the wrong value. I understand that theologically independence means a thing, but the thing it means is that when it comes to planting or starting a new church, we're independent of archbishops or bishops or presbyteries, and we can just form a believer's church under the authority of Christ. That's that We're independent in that sense, not independent in that we don't need help from one another. Mm. And even less, of course, we're not independent in any sense that means we're not totally dependent mm. on God. And I just think the regional prayer gatherings are one way that mm. we're reinstating the value of dependence and maybe talking a bit less about independence. Mm. And I guess uh, you just mentioned church planting there, and uh, and that's something else that we feel really has been laid on our hearts. Um and there's, again, some really encouraging kind of starts for that um, in terms of not just planting churches, but actually getting people fired up and equipped to do it. Um, and am I right, Martin, you've been going along to that that first taster course. Did you go along to that? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's been really interesting. So we have a taster course for the main church planting training course, which is going to start in September. And it's been great working with um, an interesting mixture of people who've all got some kind of nudge inside them from God that they need to be planting churches. Some are a little bit on with that journey and some uh, less so. Uh, but sure that God's going to use them in that kind of uh, that kind of mission. Um, yeah, is this something that we can? Uh, there's still room to join up. What, what happens? Do you have to have been on the taster course, or can you just launch straight into the proper main training course? What's that all about? Tell us a bit, a little bit more about that between the two of you. Well, why don't I take that? That that's uh, <laughs> yeah. No, people can definitely still sign up. Uh, really, until the end of July, um, we would love you to get in touch if you're feeling like you'd love to uh, train some more for church planting. Uh, we really are looking for um, practitioners. This is not just for somebody who's interested in the theory of church planting. We want people who are committed to actually making something happen, have a project, an idea in mind and we'd love to uh, help you get involved with that so if you drop me an email glenn at scottishbaptist.org.uk i'd love to talk to you about it and we'll find a way to get you on the program in september but i do need to hear from you before the end of july so time is short but we would love to have as many people as possible on our cohort this year which is our first one we're really excited uh, that we've got a pretty robust group of folks that are going to be going through that it's a great learning opportunity mm-hmm. To get and again, it's back to that you were just talking about, Martin. That dependence. There's there's a togetherness uh, in this because there's probably four or five different church plants going to be represented in that cohort, and they're all very, very different different types of communities, uh, different types of church plants in different parts of the country. And so, actually, um, there will be a, an interdependence there uh, mm-hmm. as they learn from one another and. Uh, and learn from others from other streams as well uh, of church uh, throughout that program so we'd love to have you join us one of the things i've been thinking about is first fruits you know you you embrace a vision you hear god calling you to something big and it starts with the first fruits and i mean we have said in faith but we set out to plant 40 new churches by 2033 2033, many people are commenting will be the 2000th anniversary of the resurrection of Jesus. And our build up to that or our uh, journey towards that is going to be characterized by planting 40 new churches. And sometimes I wake up in the night thinking, have we uh, reached, <laughs> overreached ourselves saying we'll do I'm that? I'm glad I'm not <laughs> the only one. I believe we do. But, you know, it starts like every harvest. It starts with the first fruits. Um, And um, I guess the people, the four churches that are currently actively church planting, a bunch of others who are thinking of, you know, in the process of launching and those people who are on the first of what I think will be many church planting training courses are going to be part of the first fruits Mm -hmm. of this. And I find that very exciting because, uh, you know, there's there's nothing to something is always a bigger gap than the gap between something to a bit more and a bit more and a bit yeah. more. And yeah. I think, yeah, these are exciting times. Great. Can I ask you um, like a deep question? I mean, clearly, you know, nobody's listening, so it's OK. Um, whenever, you know, we lead into something or we have a, a vision for something, it's easy to kind of talk about it, isn't it? Um 
I, I just wondered, how do you feel that this might have impacted you personally, this whole increase thing? Because that matters to us, doesn't it, I think? Matters hugely. And uh, I'm sure, like you, Lisa, I'm, I'm always asking that, am I living what I'm preaching? Am I <laughs> practising myself what I'm calling others to do? And I think, I mean, one way of answering your question would be to say that the increased vision has made me more attentive to God, daring to talk about this and being in some ways the, you know, a particular kind of mouthpiece for the council and the national team of the Baptist Union talking about this around the country with conviction. I think listening to God and, you know, growing increasingly sure that we we need to embrace this wholeheartedly has been important. But I think perhaps more importantly, I'm asking the question, how am I on mission myself? Mm -hmm. And uh, in uh, I'm a member of Perth Baptist Church, but I actually live in Octorada, which is maybe um, 12 or 13 miles away. And we have a, a little group um, of believers in Octorada. We're just we're folk from Perth Baptist Church who uh, consider ourselves a micro church, although we're not entirely sure what that is. But we're very actively on mission, making friends and a network of hospitality amongst quite mainly actually quite a lot of international people in in Octorada who work in the uh, in the hospitality industry in and around the town and we're sharing our lives and our faith with those folk and we are kind of we felt you know we've said Lord lead us to lead us to our mission field mm -hmm. and we're, we're deeply committed to that and give a lot of time and energy uh, to to realizing realizing that and making sure that we ourselves are uh, seeking the lost and uh, trusting mm. that you know Jesus is at work through us in that. Yeah, thanks, Martin. Right, uh, it's so so encouraging, so encouraging to hear of those fruit, first fruits, and then also to hear of the way that you are embodying what what you're uh, what you're encouraging us um, mm. uh, to towards. Um, if folks are listening to this and they're maybe fresh to either either fresh to the increased vision, in which case, where have you been for the last twelve months, uh, <laughs> or indeed uh, are, are are thinking, okay, we're buying into this. What do we do? How do we get involved? What 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 kind of um, resources are there? You know, we've obviously talked already about the church planting training, and we've talked about. Um, the regional prayer gatherings, but how else would you encourage folks to keep in contact with, with what we're doing? Yeah. I mean, these are exciting times and there are great things happening. And some of the best places to find out about them are on the Baptist Union of Scotland website, uh, which is scottishbaptist.com. And there um, there's an outline of lots of the um, lo lots of the things we're doing, the directions we're going and all the different gatherings that we <laughs> kind of create to promote this. And then our social media, um, you'll find us on Insta and on Facebook, Facebook and on Twitter. Um, uh, again, talking about these things, linking to stories from churches around the country. And um, we have a, a monthly uh, e-magazine called Connect, which again is just month by month full of stories and news about what God's doing in our churches. You can, you can get that, you can sign up to that simply from the website. But these are great ways of just keeping in touch with, uh, with what God's doing and maybe 
discovering what your particular part in it might be um, as someone who is part of our, our family of churches around the country. Martin, thanks so much for your time. Thank you for your continued provocation of us all towards increase to that sense of God's calling on us as a family of churches. And uh, thank you for what you shared at Canopy. Thank you for what you've uh, done uh, on the podcast today. And uh, have a great summer. Enjoy your holidays. Thank you. Well, it's great to spend some time with you both. Thanks, Martin.